Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef. And that's a broadcast. It's on TV. And you can watch it. They got 17 seasons. That's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show. Not the food, though. But the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first names because I don't know everyone's last name, and I'm trying to be polite. Now enjoy the show. Don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. We're having a good time. Oh, hey, welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I get lost sometimes in our pre show banter. You know, Brian was doing that musical stuff and I got lost in it a little bit. Yeah, wondering why you didn't make that one about Pod Chef because the last time you got to singing, you made Pod Chef the words. Maybe you could do it. Don't Pod Chef me now. Don't Pod Chef me now. Leave a good review. There you go. Mm, yeah. If you have a negative thing to say about the podcast, <laughs> send it to Tom's Twitter feed. And that's well, the podcast now. That's the mm-hmm. podcast now. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, Jamal, with me this week. He's back from uh, his Easter religious holiday. Reeves is here. I'm back, baby. I did all of my Easter duties. I delivered all the eggs, except mm-hmm. for the ones that I smashed. Mm-hmm. But and I delivered. What most did of those? Them. What did those kids get with the eggs for the eggs that you smashed? An apology, really? Like it yeah. was just, you know, when you have so many eggs, when you have to deliver so many eggs, you gotta mm-hmm. like put stuff on top of the car because you're trying to like situate things, and then you forget that you put most of the eggs in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down, crunch. There goes ten thousand eggs. <laughs> yeah. And the eggs you forgot on the top of the car. Yeah, well, those two. <laughs> yeah, they're in the rearview mirror, man. Splattered all over the highway, brother. <laughs> but you gave an apology to them. Mm-hmm. To a I lot see. of kids, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, most of the kids. I don't know how many kids are, but it sounds like a lot of them. I only saved, I mean, at most, you know, 12, like a dozen eggs. Uh-huh. Wait, but didn't you make like a 12 dozen egg omelet the day after Easter also? Well, and that's part of the problem. It's like that was I had just gotten that from Whole Foods. And mm. so like I had securely put that in my trunk. And then I got home after doing like just so many apologies. And I was like, oh, wait, I yeah. did have some eggs. Yeah. And, you know, just made my omelet after that. <laughs> if I was one of those kids and you were supposed to deliver me an egg and it got crunched and then you came and apologized... I would think that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's exactly what you wanted. I would be pretty ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, do you have one that you Brian, want to Brian, don't execute? think of anything. <laughs> Lego my ego. No, I wasn't thinking of anything. I was trying to do an anti-joke, and that didn't work either. So now okay. I'm going to explain it, which is also kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if people are out there like, hey, two weeks in a row, no guests. Um, we tried. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you're out there saying like, well, I listen to the show now because, you know. The it's the fun. live season. The live Usually season. they have guests for yeah. the live season. What happened? We tried. Well, it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Okay. You know, not naming names, but. And I know you're thinking, yeah, right. No, it's actually a pretty good guess too. So it was yeah. a very good get. The other ones up to this point honestly have been shit, and this one was really. Real bad. This is a good yeah. get. Yeah. This would yeah. have been the white whale, mm-hmm. or not even white. And if people are remembering last week, I said something. I promised a guest. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen, and that guest isn't here, so. But they did become friends. We yes, mm-hmm. not that we aren't friends. You did go to the restaurant, right? No. Oh god. Well, maybe that's why. Now we know why. Yeah, I'm starting to understand why they're not here. Maybe they've seen that I have changed my reservation four times. <laughs> After they called me one time to confirm, and I said, yeah, I'll be there, and then I changed it (laughs) four times after that. Look, it's hard to do anything these days, all right? Plus, the restaurant's like an hour away, and... I think after the fourth one, you start popping up on some do not call list or something like that. It's a do not feed list. Yeah. Oh, no. Do not feed list. Yeah, cannot be fed. Do not show up on podcast list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's the do not fly list, which is number one. The do not feed list. Which is number and, two. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is the do not fuck list. You don't want to be on that list. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get off that list. Trust me. It's almost impossible to get off that list. Almost. You got to know the right people. But, folks, we try. Again, this is... It, we're saying it in a funny way. Mm-hmm. It's very. We funny. tried very hard to get a guest on here. Mm-hmm. We did everything that we could do, and it seemed like it was going to work. And honestly, like, what are you doing, listeners? Yeah, are you yeah. helping Who's us get the guests? guests you're getting? Yeah, yeah. Just real quick, who who did you have when you were listening to the podcast? Did you get a guest? No. Okay. Well, then we're in the same boat, huh? Yeah. Oops. Yeah. How many of you are reaching out to us and saying, "Hey, here's I got you a guest." And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the people that keep asking to be on the podcast. And the answer is still no, by the way. Well, yeah. And I'm talking specifically about the leader of the Foot Clan, which I really, <laughs> we can't have him on. Yeah. It would be a disaster. Stop. Stop messaging us about that. Please. His camera is just pointed at uh, his lady's feet the entire time. Anyway, we can't have that. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah. And you say, oh, your wife's feet are lovely. And he goes, this is not my wife. I would not be married. I'm a foot guy. We gotta keep <laughs> gotta keep your options open, folks. We had a big guest, and now we don't have a big guest. So we don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. If that's not apparent, if it's not apparent that we have nothing to talk about, because we kind of did a lot of show prep for a very specific reason, we have questions. We had a lot of questions. Yeah. We all we wrote actual serious questions. We were going to be I got, serious. I got what I think are very like. Hot ones, tangential, mm-hmm. like level questions that I had ready to ask, and now I don't get to ask them. You yeah. can ask them to us. Yeah, do you want to ask us? Maybe. I don't know if it works the same way that way. Let's mm-hmm. give it a shot. Yeah, just put our names in where the guest name is. Okay. <clears throat> See you here. Read the first one. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> Brian. In October 2018, you you got to give the commencement speech at the Culinary Institute of America, the other CIA. What is something you know now that you wish young Brian in 1998 knew about the cooking industry? Well, oh gosh. 
That's a good question. I don't care what you say. Yeah, that is a good question. Unfortunately, it doesn't really relate to me because I did the central. I got to get the convention speech at the Central Intelligence Agency. The other, the other, other CIA. Uh-huh. The Whereas other, the, other the guest that we had was the Culinary Institute of America. I commencement speech at Central Intelligence Agency, and what I know now that I wish young me knew in 1998 was that The Rock and Kevin Hart would do a movie about Central Intelligence Agency where The Rock was fat CGI'd in the beginning and did a song, mm. and it was fat shaming. And isn't he a nice guy? You want to know something about that movie? I was it's on bad. Pl- well, other than that, this that's part of it. I was on a plane with my mom. I, I forgot we were coming back from a, a vacation years ago. And um, my mom is over there like giggling and like snorting and chortling and like just cracking her shit up. Right. And I'm like, what is she watching? And I look over. She's watching Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> what is it actually? It's, it's not called that. It's called something else. And, and I thought it was Central Intelligence. There's like a joke to it. That they're both dumb? Yeah, it's some kind of thing like that. Okay, I'll do the next question and I'll ask Reeves. Well, I really quickly wanted to say it is one of my favorite things to look at what people are watching. Okay, and, and now I got an email from our guest uh, agent assistant saying, sorry, I'm just seeing this. Did he call in? Oopsie. Okay. Well. So well. I okay. Reply. Okay. You can't do Zencaster on your phone. Give him your phone number. Give her your phone number. Yeah, this is live, your phone folks. Number. This is give, live. Give her my phone number. Give, I don't feel comfortable giving women my phone number. Give her mine. Give her mine. Yeah. Give I don't give comfort. I don't feel comfortable giving out a man's number to a woman. Give her my wife's number. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable giving out Carrie's number. Just we could get the guest. This could happen. You're acting well, like a no, possum, which she, means you're going to eat trash and get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's saying she just saw this, wondering if he called in. No, say he didn't connect with us. Say, does he need a like a cell phone number to call? And then we could do it over a uh, speakerphone, and it'll sound really bad. Yeah. I, it I is was... a man. It is a man. Secret's out. We got a man guest. That's yeah. what we do. And you know what? Maybe while this is going on, I'll ask another question. Yeah, uh, please. Brian, um, I really like your show on Bravo TV, Top Recipe. Uh, (laughs) Do you figure out the recipe for the dishes on your own, or do you like text the chef and ask them? Again, I don't. We'll see what happens. I don't have a show called Bravo Mm -hmm. Top Recipe. Carrie might get a phone call. Okay, well, she's not even here, so hopefully you give her, her her number for real. I gave her work number. Carrie's work number? Mm-hmm. She's not at work. Where's she at? She's at dinner with friends. She gave me my space tonight. I said, I said, (laughs) Carrie? I said, Carrie? I got a guest. I got a guest. (laughs) I'm going to need the house. I'm going to need the house. I don't know where you're going, but you can't stay here. I need the whole house. I need the whole house. The whole house. This has got to be a whole Zen thing. And she listened. That's nice. She rarely listens. This is the one time she listened. Well, it's a big deal. Hmm. The guest is a big deal. Yeah. So I don't I don't host that show Bravo TV Top Recipe, but it sounds like a show that I would watch. Mm. And the question was, do I figure out the recipes for the dishes on my own or do I text the chef and ask? I think I text I would text the chef and ask, I think. Okay. That makes sense. 
you know, when you write a question for a very specific person, it, it's not very interchangeable. That's true. Mm-mm. You know, it's not like shoes. Like, if we wear the same shoe size, you can wear any shoes, the same shoe size. Swap but, them out. Yeah, swap them out. Brotherhood of the traveling shoes. They even smell good. When you mix but, all the feet together. Uh, and now we're just like baiting, back on, back on, baiting yeah. the foot clean. Back on him. He's, yeah. he's loving this talk now, if this even makes it in the final record. All right, this is a segment we call Chefs I Prepared for You. We do it every week. This is where we pre- talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night and present it to you as if we're presenting to the judges on top. Chef, I'll go first. Chefs I present to you. Chef, I do what? Chefs I present to you. That's not the words. What is it? Chef, I prepared for you. Man, my brain's gone. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm so messed up because this guest didn't show up. Yeah, I can't even think straight. I mean, to the listeners that are joining us back, I mean, we've really gone through a roller coaster of emotions in the past hour. You know, it's like a you know a team, and all of a sudden their star player is sick or something and then it's like they're not going to be able to play on the bench and they come in and then they jump and they have a weird fall and they're <laughs> out and it's like i don't know is this is star going to play or are we just going to have to pass the ball around and not shoot it because no one knows how to shoot it yeah you're like what are we going to do we're we just going to have to do chefs i prepared for you mm-hmm. and not do anything mm-hmm. else yes because basketball so chefs i made what um... do it right <laughs> We have one segment. <laughs> Chefs, I prepared for you. Um, pineapple and bacon chicken sausage with scrambled eggs and oh. sautéed spinach. I had Brenner. That sounds nice. So wait, run run it by me again. Pineapple, pineapple, yeah. and bacon chicken sausage. Oh, with scrambled egg and sautéed spinach. Pineapple. pineapple. You're thinking about it too much. Like this is not like I diced up pineapple. This is like it's no, it all came pre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, but still, pineapple. It's got a nice little sweetness to it, mm-hmm. but not overwhelming, and it's got like a nice meatiness to it with the you know chicken sausage and the bacon. Did you mix it all together? It's like a scramble, or are you making? Oh, all that I made a scramble. Yeah. Not only did I scramble together, I'm doing this new thing because I I did some reading that apparently if you're doing scrambled eggs. And maybe I talked about this before. You don't whisk the eggs before you scramble. You scramble them in the pot because if you whisk the eggs, you lose the nutrients that are in the egg whites. Whereas if you put it in the pot and you cook the egg whites a little bit and then you start scrambling, you get those egg whites in there as well. I don't have this problem because I eat 20 egg whites a day and it's just the egg whites. So Yeah, we know. Um, By the way, you're jacked. Yeah. I, I my chest is so big I fall down the stairs. <laughs> I am I am starting to see the yolks come out from your closet though they have reached capacity. Yeah, yeah. I mean and this is going back to the whole egg problem I talked about yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. You yeah. know I had a lot of broken eggs but it ended up where I got a lot of egg whites so I had to you know make use out of them some way. And as we talked about last week you only like the egg whites like Brian right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yep. And they say if you're gonna make an omelet, you gotta have a couple you gotta of break it through Negroes. What, <laughs> J- uh, Jamal? I in uh, Reeves. I bought for the first time. I'm sorry. Um, is this your pre- presentation? No, no. I'm just. Oh, I'm. Okay. I'm. I'm having a conversation based off what you said that you prepared for dinner last night. Okay. I bought a pineapple in the whole pineapple form, not already cut up chunks. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I cut that bad boy myself. 
I am very proud of you. It's how, not, how, how did it's you not court? It. How'd you court? Yeah, how'd you do it? I did. So I cut the top off. Sure. Uh-huh. So far, so good. Ate that part. Best part, I think. <laughs> okay. Glad people neglect the top of the pineapple. Uh, it's pretty good. Not you. Mm-hmm. It hurt like held hell. It, up, it hurt like, like a, hell. A cartoon cat holding yeah. like a, a fish and just kind of mm-hmm. like dropped it down. Uh-huh. Hurt I like I bet shit. it did hurt. It hurt I a lot. It did. Yeah. Cut the bottom off. Uh-huh. Ate that too. Good for you. And then I sliced the sides, like just uh-huh. the like rind off the sides. So I had this like, right. fresh cylinder of pineapple. Um, and then I like cut it in half. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Then I cut the chunks around the core, like a big chunk of the right side, yeah. a big chunk of the left side, front mm. and back. Okay. Yeah. And then I made a bunch of little chunkies and I ate them in about a day. I ate the whole thing. Mm, that's, that's a lot of sugar. Pineapple. Yeah, it's very sugary fruit. It's fructose. Mm-hmm. Well, your uh, semen probably tasted sweet. I don't know. I'll ask your your mom. (laughs) Yes, yes. People are going nuts. (laughs) Brian's shaking. This is where uh, I become a a 90s black king. Don't talk about my mom. Should be talking about my mom, man. I'm ready to ruin my life. (laughs) I'm ready to ruin my life. At any moment, I'm ready to ruin yeah. my life. <laughs> any moment. Talking about my mom. Don't try me. I will ruin my life. Yeah. It's nice to have that kind of you know foresight, though. You know the decision you're going to make. You immediately yeah. know the, the further down the line consequences for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least you know the consequences. Yeah. You've thought about this. I definitely have. Okay, Reeves. Chefs, I prepared for you. Fried chicken and mashed potatoes, baby. You do the Nini fried chicken? Nini fried chicken? The Top Chef contestant Nini? Oh, yeah. Nah. Um, Is is that available? Is that like out there that you can find it? I think it's a class, yeah. Oh, oh, a class, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll try her recipe once. It's pretty simple. Um, New York Times. Buttermilk. You got to brine that for a little bit. That's right. Then you you flour it, you salt it, you pepper it, a little bit of paprika, deep fry it. Sweet and easy, baby. Any sides? The mashed potatoes. Oh, that's right. It's mashed potatoes. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I put a little bit of garlic when I'm boiling it. Of course, you salt and water. And then I put some sour cream and yes. some butter. Man. That's all you need. Salt. You, that's it. You're a better chef than those guys at Olive Garden. Hell yeah. I yeah. make good mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, chefs, last night I prepared for you. Now, all these things were pre-made, but I did cook them. Okay. Okay. Sauerkraut and mushroom pierogies from the farmer's market, which means they're already pierogied. I have to chop up an onion, saute the onions for a while, add some butter to the pan, throw the pierogies on there, let it all cook together. That becomes a pierogi dish. Very good. Mm -hmm. Instant mashed potatoes. Um, who's got the uh, time? I love it. They were instantly done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were so good. They're actually really good. It was like the done. Reds. Uh, can't say that anymore. The Washington football team potatoes. Redskin potatoes. <laughs> you Washington, can say it when you're talking about nope. potatoes. They Washington should change their name. Team. They should change their name. The you generals. Just generals. You just can't call them savage potatoes. 
and they had garlic in them and stuff like that. And then I made uh, and then I got can of a can of uh, French cut green beans that I've had in my Can't pantry since Freedom Green Beans since uh, oh, my mom was my here God. for Thanksgiving. And my wife was like, "That's a lot of beige." Though my green beans were green, so to combat her. For being, right? for being a little mouthy. <laughs> oh, God. She's not going to give you space again. <laughs> yeah. I need the house. <laughs> She's not going to do it again. I chopped up some fresh uh, green onion that I had in the fridge and mm. sprinkled that on top of the pierogies and on top of the mashed potatoes to make it look fancy. The green onions I store in the fridge in a cup of water. My wife calls it fridge grass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't think I put my scallions in water. Is that what you're supposed to do? Are you? I, I googled them? it and it said you put them in water to keep them keep them like fresh. Fresh. Oh, maybe I should. I because I, I do that with like parsley and cilantro and that kind of stuff, like herbs. But I never do it. Oh yeah, maybe I should do that. Do you guys put a moist towelette underneath your herbs sometimes? Sometimes. sometimes. It's a lot. To it's do a lot. Mm. It's like every time I'm like, God, I'm just wasting a paper towel now. Yeah. Well, the issue is I gotta rewash, rewet it too. Yeah, point. the issue is I also a quick thing also made strawberry lemonade, and this I had lemonade and fresh strawberries, and I blended it in the blender with ice, and they were very good. Mm-hmm. The issue with herbs is you buy a four dollar handful of herbs at the farmers market, and it's a thousand herbs. It's too many. It's a thousand. What do I do? You I can't use them all. I made I made a creamy dill potato salad like two weeks ago, and I have hundreds of thousands of dill. Yeah. Too what much do I do dill. with it? Too much dill. I gave it to my neighbors. They didn't want it. Feels like a... Yeah, you can't hand out dill. This feels like an Allison Roman dog whistle of some kind. <laughs> also, prayers out to Allison Roman, CNN Plus going down. Mm. Uh, she was not the guest that was supposed to be on here. She yeah. has no time for us. But I'm going to keep asking. Rightfully so. I'm gonna Stay keep, away. I'm going to keep asking her to come on. Because mm. now... A window's opened up. Yeah, there's space. Does she have an hour now? What what time were you doing CNN Plus? Well, come do the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that you're busy. We know you're not. We know you have the time. <laughs> you're not doing the show. The show doesn't exist. They shut it down. The lights yeah. aren't on. They blew up the building. So come on down. Yeah. Exactly. What else What's that? They were paying you money? Oh, Jesus. Is everything about money, Allison? Fine. 12 bucks. Yeah, fine. We'll pull. We'll pull our money together. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Twelve. Four bucks, bucks. each. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a Starbucks nice. venti iced coffee, <laughs> splash of milk, no sugar. Four bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's chef I've prepared for you. <laughs> we did it. Uh-huh. We did it. <laughs> we did it. It's like watching. You know, it's like. The Memphis Grizzlies are like watching from the bench. John Morant just went down, and mm. they're like, "What do we do now? What do we do? How do we they come were, back from this?" They have no idea what they're supposed to do. They're it's lost. like, it's like the Phoenix Suns. Okay, here it is. It's mm-hmm. like the Phoenix Suns invited <laughs> to, to be on their team, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. and they prepped all week for him to be in the starting lineup and to play basketball with them. Please tell me he shows up. Game time. We're there. We're in our jerseys. The pa- place is packed. Mm-hmm. Where's the... He's not there. You email his assistant. Forty. You talk up with your friends. Your friends being other basketball players. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul. 
Yeah. Um, Devin Booker. You, Devin, you're talking about how, what are you going to do? Um, the, the, the agent responds that uh, she just got this message. <laughs> and that's it. And then you go out there and you play a basketball game. Yeah. And it doesn't go well, so you just skip to chefs I prepared for you. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like the message you get from the assistant is just seeing this now. Um, what boat does <laughs> need to get on to get there? And you're thinking, well, he doesn't need to take a boat to get here. We're and in we, Phoenix. Yeah, we're in Phoenix. We're so that's confusing. Yeah. And then she says, "How many points did <laughs> score?" Mm. I'm like, "Well, he wasn't here." So, and of course, this is all hypothetical. This is right. all hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. All hypothetical. And then you just gotta play the game. Just gotta play the, the game. beautiful game. The game's a battle. Mm-hmm. It's a war this of some is, kind. This is Pod Chef, so it's like a restaurant war. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this. Pod Chef. Yeah, so I guess we're back. Um, Pod <laughs> Chef season six, episode eight. Not as not as fun as it would have been. Uh, Top Chef. Top Chef season nineteen, episode eight. Restaurant wars. Let's get into it. It's restaurant wars. This is a good episode. It's restaurant wars. I was saying this before. This is the episode I've been waiting for. I think this is the best episode of Top Chef in the past two seasons. Not better than anything in the All-Star season. All-Star season was all quality. Better than anything last season and better than anything so far this season. Because why? why? One, there was drama. A lot of drama. There was the and two, cooking. They had to do the cooking. We saw it. It mm-hmm. looked good. And three, there was a lot of narratives that they wrapped up that there were payoffs for. Yes. There was a payoff for Jay at the beginning, and there's a payoff for Jackson. Pawn Okay. Guys, um, this is a fucking episode. We just I had some technical difficulties just then, so we stopped. Um, we're back now. The little French chef is very upset he's by this. So pissed. Well, I just let him know, you know. Okay, he's he's listen, let him know, she left. It's just there's gonna be no stopping that. Um, the guest didn't show up and then Brian's mic exploded. Um, and now we're here on hour seven trying to get this show recorded. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. But my wife's not here, so it's okay. She left the house, gave me the space that I needed. Yes. You have your space. You can, you know, really stretch your legs and feel like you're in your own environment. You have your own time. And you know what? We got to get into Restaurant Wars. Yeah, let's do it. So this episode starts uh, weird because there's no previously on. It just jumps into them in cars. And they're like, well, we're not going to the Top Chef kitchen. And they're driving somewhere. And they're not told where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's very ominous music. It. I have a very specific reference for the music it reminds me of. And I don't know who it would be for. But I'll give it to you, Brian, because maybe you'll know it. Yeah. There was promo music that WWF used to use in the late 90s uh-huh. for their promotions for their matches. That would be like, dun, 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 dun. It sounded very similar to that. And I thought about briefly pulling it up and making it a clip. And then I was like, I'm not doing that. That's too much work. It could have been fun. It could have been fun. But listen, another missed opportunity for this episode. Full of missed opportunities for this episode. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, they don't know where they're going. Um, anything else happened? Do they say anything fun while they're talking to each other? 
Um, not really. Um, but they, you know, it's a lot of them talking about like, what is restaurant wars? What's going to happen? Why are we not going to the Top Chef kitchen? Yeah, I think and Demar's like counted the episodes. He's like six, seven. This is restaurant wars. He was like, yeah. He was looking at his hands. He was like, okay, it's got to be restaurant this wars. Turn, this one, this one, that one. Okay. Oh, okay. We're at restaurant wars. And he's right. He's right. It's restaurant wars. Padma and Tiffany come down the stairs. Very dramatic. Um, and announce that war is happening. Yeah. Welcome we, to Restaurant Wars. Can we mm-hmm. point that out? Uh, that's Tiffany and not um, Dawn, Brian. We know not. you thought. We know you thought it was yeah. Dawn. They look first. nothing alike. Brian was like, "Man, Dawn's in this episode." I was like, "Brian, that's Tiffany Derry, Top Chef DC." They look so, nothing alike. I don't know why you're saying that. It looks like Dawn. Nope, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm here to defend myself because my microphone works now. I did yeah. not say that. And he's mm. denying a lot, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's what, <laughs> yeah. what thieves do. Yeah. Let me yep. yes, let me yes and that statement. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. You so. know what? UCB is starting back up. We can get those those improv skills tightened yep. and learn how to yes and things like that. Because I think that's what they'll be training you on. Yeah. You got to yes and the stuff that makes you uncomfortable and just go with it. Mm. So they draw a bunch of knives and a bunch of them have nothing on it. Mm-hmm. And then two of them have first pick and second pick. Nick and Jay. Nick and Jay. The 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 father and mother, which someone said earlier in the season that and, of these yeah. two. Mm. And Nick immediately says, you know, he's connected to Damar and Ashley through Southern Cooking. Yeah, Nick, there might be one other connection you guys have. They all love um, Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. You're Pokemon. Okay, you gotta catch them all. They're all Pokemon masters. The teams Nick and Jay pick are much like the teams you'd expect from any Southern high school with separate proms. Um, As in they are racially grouped together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One team is mostly brown people, almost all <laughs> exclusively brown people. I do love that the the team com- compromise, compromise comprised mostly of black people also has Buddha, who last week got a pass. Yeah, he did. And he he's using did. it. And he's yes. using it this week. Did you see what he said to Jamar and Ashley? He's like, "What's up? Yeah, we working together today." He's all I gotta. He's making me work now. He knows. He knows that I'm gonna honk it. So he's gonna keep doing it. Don't make me work harder. But he, he was, was super excited. He was last round. He was second to last round. Luke, of course, went last. But I, I was surprised. This is very on the nose. But this kind of determined. Like as soon as I saw who was picked, I was like, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. That that team's gonna win. Demar's mm-hmm. team's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. They're they're way stacked, especially when Jay. Which I, you, you, it's revealed later that she's like, I don't work well with Buddha or whatever. But I was mm-hmm. like, when she didn't pick Buddha, I was like, Ooh, this team. Mistake. I don't think it's gonna yeah. work out. Mistake. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted Luke on my team. That's for damn sure. Evelyn's a good choice. Yeah, solid choice in Evelyn. Evelyn's but a great choice. If it was Jay, Evelyn, Buddha, that's a good team. I think they would have been okay. And then even if they had. Who, who am I subbing out? Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yes. Well, Jackson, yeah. Maybe he yeah. would have sank the other team, but uh, yeah, you know. He definitely would have because three black people would be like, hey, taste this. And he's like, yeah, dog, this tastes good. And it's like, <laughs> mm, does it though? Because you can't, we didn't even spice this. We tricked you. Yeah. So. Plus, I think a lot of like, I guess it's getting a little further into it. It's a lot of like what helps is who is good at front of house. And Buddha yep. clearly was like miles ahead of Jackson. Crushed oh my it. God. We'll get into it. What was Jackson? Ugh. 
He's the was, only person left on my team at this point, and he he flubbed me. He yeah. he was like, "Hey, I, just, I wanted to treat everyone equally and not show preferential treatment to the judges." And Tom, to that, he said, "Fuck you." I'm the head judge. Mm-hmm. Show me preferential treatment. That's yeah. how this works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he, I don't know why you'd tell Tom Clickio on his own show. So in Restaurant Wars, I picked this to be the day that I tried to humble you judges. Yeah. <laughs> and treat you like a common person. I, I picked Restaurant Wars to do that. Yeah. Where it's like knowing being front of house that you are kind of center of attention, that it's like that's the time to like stick your feet in of like I treat every table equally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this is a competition where one table decides whether you win or not. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is the first time in Restaurant Wars where not only having the chef's table, but you also then have to serve the rest of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was mm-hmm. like the hardest um, restaurant wars ever. I mean, they were literally five yards away from just- They heard everything heard they were I like every that. comment that they were saying. I love that. I think that gave another element of interest to it because a lot of times some of the drama is just like all the stuff with putting together a restaurant and speed yeah. and stuff like that and being behind. But it, I like the element of them hearing what they were saying and that affecting- or like them reacting to that. Well, yeah, like uh, the other team made a uh, they they called a audible because they heard that their dessert was uh, hard stupid to, uh, to eat yeah. with yeah. a spoon. So they Fucking said, "Use your fingers." Uh, it kept falling on the floor. Yeah, because <laughs> the crust was so hard. People were breaking through the table when they were trying to <laughs> use a fork. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. Just but before they even got to the actual restaurant part, like listening to them generate ideas, like Jackson really, he just really took an L in this episode. Like almost yeah, I mean, every yeah. single idea yeah. he came up with led them off a cliff. Yeah, mm. even the even his dessert dish was like, you don't even seem like you're attached to this dish at all, right? Like it's basically like this ladyfinger tart that you can dip and bite. Like, come on, Jackson. I think Jackson wanted to go home. Yeah, I'm like Jackson. You just did a Velociraptor. Wilson, you did the Wilson volleyball dish, mm-hmm. like, and then you followed up with this. Like, here's another thing you know, before this, Jackson was the highest point getter. Yeah, he was soaring well, pretty high. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's been killing it to me because I don't pay attention to the show that well. But mm-hmm. when he shows up to Last Chance Kitchen, spoiler alert, um, Sarah is like, he was doing really well at first, and now he's, mm-hmm. he's here. So mm-hmm. I guess he was doing good. I don't know. I don't know what happens from episode to episode. I watch an episode. I talk about it. I forget it immediately. No, yeah, he was he was doing good every single week except for two, and he was never in the bottom three. But he was it was he was either advanced or in judges table in every episode, and now he's just gone. He's the, that, that was my dark horse. He's the dark horse, and you know what? He's the Luca of this Top Chef season. Yep. Very good statistically, but then when it really counts, no he, to be yeah, seen. not in the first round. Yeah, he's a ghost. I do Fucking like. Ghost. They were given thirty six hours to make their restaurants, which is over a day and a half. Um, they're given the first day to come up with their names and what they're going to cook, and the uh, team of Buddha, Damar, Nick, and Ashley come up with matriarch without the H. Did they explain why they dropped the H? Because H makes you think of him. Mm. And it's all women, yeah. It's all about women. Yeah. Ashley was going to be the head chef for that one. Buddha was going to be the front of house. Mm -hmm. And then they were going to cook 
meal southern food inspired by their mothers mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. other team of jackson luke jay and evelyn evelyn no nim do no nim which is like a be no name barbecue yeah it's like a barbecue yeah. thing and they're going to do Southeast Asia based on just what Jackson says to do. Yeah, what Jackson said. Uh, Jay admitted she doesn't really cook that kind of food. Luke says he's never cooked that kind of food. I mm. feel like if 50% <laughs> of the people have never cooked it, don't do it. Yeah. Do something else. Do something else. Well, here's the issue. Unlike the other team, you know, the other team got together. They were like almost on the same page immediately. Yeah. Right? yeah. But this team was like, no one wanted to stand up for their dish or like wanted to like be like no i'm not doing that i would rather do this like no one really fought to be like say no it was seemed like everyone was like well i'll just go with the flow i guess and if it messes up then i was being a team player but you should know it by now that doesn't save you in top chef Uh yeah especially in restaurant wars in fact i'd much if i was on this show i'd much rather go to judge's table and and tom's like first of all hey jamal Mm -hmm. great job on the podcast yeah thanks for coming on the show now you're actually a pretty good chef by the way um even though you cook pretty much the same thing every night for yourself but uh-huh. when you like have other people around you kind of spread it out and uh-huh. like, change it up a bit hmm. uh, also pretty good basketball player and I'm, a lot of people know that yeah um <laughs> but hey why did you make this dish why didn't you guys go with the didn't you guys want to go with the other dish and i said well no i put my foot down tom yeah. i said no i'm not doing that dish because yeah. I'm not good at it and so I switched it out for a dish I wanted and they were pissed off but guess what I executed my shit and he said that's what I like to see and the Tom dish was, like, was horrible yeah. but that's what I like to hear <laughs> but that's what I like to hear it was spamagey sandwiches and it was awful but you made it I do like in this episode they reference that the these contestants have been watching Top Chef because Buddha's like or he's saying stuff. He's like, well, this happens and they never win. Yeah. And then yeah. someone is like, well, Buddha knows top chef, but we can still, doesn't mean yeah. I'm not going to do it. Basically. Ashley said that. Ashley was like, yeah. yeah, we get it. You've studied all the top chefs, the restaurant wars, but this is our restaurant wars. Yeah. Every war is different, but war yeah. never changes, but ours is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always different. And this is super fan culture. This is what all these competition shows are now. It's just a bunch of super fans participating or, mm-hmm. you know, encyclopedias of previous seasons. So the, it's, they should be good at it in theory. And it mm-hmm. turns out that Budo was because their yeah. team did really good. I think what happened, here are my thoughts on why the other team did so bad. I think they saw the, the, te- the other team and they were like, oh shit, we're going to lose this. Mm-hmm. Like immediately thought that. And then nobody wanted to like, try to win i think they were just like fuck where we've lost i think tom even says at the end you guys did he says something along the lines of like you guys tried the hardest to lose some, some kind of weird thing he says like you guys did did the most to lose restaurant wars of all time or something like that it no, was he said negative. you're the best restaurant that was in the worst side of restaurant wars something like that okay it's like you made the great food but what they did has just never been done before. It yeah. didn't seem like they made great food. They tore everything apart. It's, they liked one yeah. thing, and that was those but you, uh, those uh, lettuce wraps. But they're also going up against, like, the other restaurant made everything hit. Yeah. It was very like, consistent. Kind of yeah. yeah. Like, carrot cake, I mean. That oh looked boy. so I've never good. seen a carrot cake like that before. Tom says he has carrot cake for his birthday every year, and this is the best carrot cake he ever had his entire life. So the question is... Who are these other bakers who are giving them carrot cake? Then they're they're at home punching their hat right now. Yeah, how did someone on t- 
top chef make a better carrot cake than me when I was making it and I had all the time in the world to make it? Guarantee that Tom had a birthday between the filming of this and when it came out. Yeah. So the chef, his baker, who, when his birthday came up this year, called Tom and was like, hey, Tommy, it's time for your birthday cake. You ready for that mm-hmm. carrot cake? And Tom was like, oh, um, gosh, uh, you know, I'm not having a birthday this year. Just not doing it. Mm-hmm. going to stay the same age. Mm-hmm. And the baker was like, oh, that's weird. But okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next but year. And then the baker no. sees this. Yeah. The baker sees this and is like, oh, so what? it was me. It was me. Meanwhile, we don't we don't find out until Last Chance Kitchen. Tom's also into some other cakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At his house. Uh, yeah. At his house. Yeah, and you gotta watch it to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> they, they did a good job at making me want the food this episode. Like I really yes. want oxtail marmalade. Yeah. Oh, don't know yeah. what it is. They didn't I, show me how he made it. I was that that it's butter really- with ham in it. That looked delicious. They said Tom said it was the best bread he's ever had on Top Chef. Yes. And we know they're always making great bread on Top Chef, so that is an honor. Yeah. So respect it. I mean, can we talk about that green gumbo? Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. It. That was... Oh, do you want to hear the clip? Um, We can. Yeah, maybe we should hear some <laughs> of the clips. Maybe that one. It's so rich. It's so deep. I love it. That's delicious. It is smoky the greens are cooked enough to where they're starting to kind of break apart the red rice is really really good yeah i appreciate how beautiful she's made it how arduously she cut those carrots anytime that you tilt your bowl and you go in you got a good dish that's all i'm gonna say anytime you tilt your bowl now that's a good dish tilt chobo (laughs) chobo If this is your first Black Thanksgiving and you are making sounds while you're eating, that's a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> that looked delicious. Everything is going great on that mm-hmm. side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we and then, turn it over to the other team, Nonem. Right. Let's listen to his first impression of Nonem. Mm-hmm. And focused. Jackson. Yes. I got a question. You got this be- beautiful flowers, by the way. Yes. Yeah. What's up with this? Yeah, it was supposed to be fun and clever for everyone. Whose idea was it? Tell it was me mine. It, it was, was yours? Yeah. Okay. If you're here to welcome us, you don't need that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you for coming. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I mean, for those who haven't watched it, this was a uh, a letter to Tom. It said, to Tom. Tom opens it, and it's it's a picture of Tom, and there's a knife in his head. And it said you. I was like, Tom read it. He was like, what the hell is, is this? It? Was this your idea, Jackson? Yeah, Jackson's like, I, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know. It was supposed, to be, one for, yeah. supposed yeah. to be one for everybody. But, was, uh, yeah, but I couldn't. I, I didn't have time, have time to, yeah. to draw all of them. But you know what? It's like, you know, the knife's in your head, right? That's that's the joke. <laughs> pretty pretty funny. And Tom's like, I don't need always, this shit. You're always thinking about cooking. So I thought, yeah, that's yeah. it's kind of like you. The note looked like it had been written by the Chick-fil-A cows. <laughs> That's how bad the handwriting was on this note. Yeah. And they found the person with the best handwriting, apparently. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. Why would you do... This is something you do in, like, third grade class when no one knows each other. And, like, you're working in stations and you put your name on the little folded piece of paper to be like, oh, that's my desk. I forgot where my desk was, but that's where it is. You don't do this in an adult restaurant dinner. What? Was it a joke? 
Because it really looks so bad. And it it's was ridiculous. Awful. It was yeah. awful. I think it was just tacking. And like Jackson had no clue of why that would be wrong and not funny. Yeah. When when the server was writing the, the note, when you see her writing the note, I was like, it looks like she's doing the thing where it gets smaller. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's probably the practice one. No, that's the one they used. <laughs> that's the real one. <laughs> looks good enough to me, better than my handwriting. Looks yeah. so bad. I yeah, don't understand yeah. why you put that on the table. And that's just the start. They sat down. They made a server say hi to the judges. <laughs> Jackson didn't oh, even go over and talk to them. And then Jackson oh. in the background doing his best fake laugh ever. He's like, <laughs> I know. I feel like they really, the editors had some fun with throwing yes. him under the bus. They destroyed oh, him yeah. this episode. That's when I knew he was done. They I was had, like, oh, they are yeah. cooking his ass. Right they had like the, the, the judges being like, and I don't even know where Jackson is. Cut his head pops into frame, and he's like, "You guys yeah. doing all right?" And yeah, they fucking roasted his ass. Well, Evelyn to... had to go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. Evelyn had to walk out with him to talk about his dessert, mm-hmm. and then like you know, talk to them about the food. And he was just like, "And here's the dessert," and like tried to walk away. Yeah, it's like what is your deal right now? I, I feel like he talked about maybe being like having anxiety or being yeah. anxious about mm-hmm. it, and I wonder if he just really got like was having a moment and kind of got in his head because he also like at one point I think they were like a couple of dishes in, and like he dropped something off, and Gil was like, "Can you tell us who cooked the other dishes?" And I was like, "He hasn't even told them that yet." Yeah, like what is happening? Yeah, he was just dropping food off and be like, "Enjoy." Yeah, good, good luck on your journey. And their food was what was their food? Oh, you have oh, it here, um, a panny puri, which I've had before. I went to uh, a wedding that had that once, and it was just like a little crispy thing full of juice, mm-hmm. and this had no juice in it. Padma mm-hmm. hate you. You do not serve anything Indian related to Padma unless you're going to do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, or she's going to fucking get your ass. You can't get you can't pull a fast one on Padma when it comes to Indian food. She's no. Gonna- destroy you she doesn't let anything slide when it comes to that at all Uh -uh. it's crazy Uh, and they did family style and they brought two courses out they bought two things for each course Mm -hmm. except for the dessert which was one thing and then he brought out the uh lettuce wrap and didn't even tell them it's a lettuce wrap make it your own way everyone's like do i just put everything on my plate like i don't understand what this is yeah no explanation for how to eat the food which needed an explanation yeah because those sausages look like dookie yeah. They love the sausage, though. Yeah, they're like, they looked good, good, but they did look like little poop rats. Did little... they buy? They didn't show anyone making sausage, right? Mm-mm. They did. No, they did make it, but though. they did. Yeah, because they, they talked about think so. what, she, what she put into it, and because yeah. everyone put a little something into it, I think that's right. Um, they yeah, love Jay's sauces. Jay, and so this goes back to me saying like this has a nice little narrative arc. So we mm-hmm. get the arc at the very beginning of Jay talking about like I've you know I'm doing really poorly. I haven't really shown them what I'm about, and she does good sauces and she gets is, a lot yeah. of reward for it. And I was like, that's this nice. Is, There's a loop on that. I get it. This is Jay's anime sauce arc. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anime sauce arc. We all know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Moving. Moving on. Okay, you guys gotta get cultured. Um, they—they're just—they're just for Tom to say that they still did a good job, but basically ran into a behemoth that is uh, matriarch seems wrong because at least in the edit they destroyed this restaurant. They didn't yeah. like anything. They hated Jackson's front of front of house. They didn't love the food. 
Um, they had that fucking weird drawing of Tom with a knife stuck in his head. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. it all was just bad. Made no sense. Yeah, wasn't good. Jackson's running around just telling anyone other than his friends okay. that he has COVID. <laughs> he the fact that he told this random person, it's like, you know, you know, when you like murder someone and you just got to tell somebody it's like eating you alive inside. So you tell like somebody asleep yeah. and then you leave the room and their eyes open. Yes. <laughs> and that happens, every time. that happens every time. Yeah. Jackson had to tell somebody. So he told this lovely woman who just happened to win a dinner at the Top Chef Restaurant Wars dinner. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is pretty good. He's like, yeah. You liking that? I can't taste anything. Yeah. <laughs> I had like, COVID. I, I had told COVID. my friends yet. He's like, it's it's okay. I guess it's better now. I don't know. I haven't tested it a long time, but yeah. <laughs> I Did you guys have COVID before? It's crazy. No one knows it. You think I should tell them? You guys think I'm not gonna do it. I don't know. He's like, it. <laughs> it's funny that I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so shit hits so we it's time it's time to do it. No, we didn't mention the, the best thing about this episode is that Buddha is a wizard. Um, when they're, we forgot this, sorry. When Buddha gets in the car to drive to Whole Foods, he does some cool magic in the car and he turns the volume down with just making a twirling finger motion. Yeah. He makes a call and he goes, hang on, Damar, you're a little loud. And then just with his finger, he waves kind of Obi-Wan yeah. Jedi. to someone. Yeah. Another commercial for the BMW X, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it worked on me. I yeah. want to buy that car. I got 10 of them right now just because yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get somebody in the in the, in the driver's seat, have some, a passenger seat, have someone call me. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, sorry, Mr. President, you're a little loud. Hold on. Yeah. Can't wait till that technology works on people in general. Do the hand- oh god, right? Wish someone just starts talking to you and you just think uh, mute them down, and they go, "Don't mute me, don't mute me." Yeah. Uh, I wish I had a Black Mirror episode. Volume control for you. <laughs> yeah, that was remember cool. that great insult when you were a kid to someone like, "Do you come with a remote?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the future, we might. Mm. Can't wait. Babies might be born with remotes. They're definitely not born with how-to instruction manuals, that's for sure. Am I right? Got to figure that shit out on your own. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) Jackson finally uh, ends his story arc, his long COVID story arc with a confession after kind of being grilled at a – judge's table even at judge's table he has the audacity to say i thought something was too salty shut the fuck up <laughs> he said all he can taste fuck. he said all he can yeah. taste is salt and yeah. he can't even taste that he's just lying yeah. all he's tasting is probably his own mouth and he's like oh it's salty in here yeah that's your mouth that's it's not the salt so here's his big reveal and if i was in the back i would have given him more shit than they gave him Okay. All right, guys. So there is something I want to share with you all, which I've kind of been hiding from you guys. What? I got COVID about three and a half weeks before we started filming, and my taste and smell went away, and it hasn't really come back. So I've kind of been doing this all blind. What? Yeah. I didn't want to tell y'all because I feel like it's like a weakness, you know what I mean? I mean, all day yesterday, we're all like tasting, tasting, tasting. It's shocking to hear. I seasoned the fish a little bit less. Jackson decided it was a little bit too salty, so I'm blessing. Why did no one call him out on this shit? He's smiling while he delivers this. I would have been like, cut your smiling, white boy. The only person mad is Luke, Luke. who is yeah. silently losing his shit. Yeah. If yeah. this had been 10 years ago, mm-hmm. Dale Top Chef, 
yeah, if fucking Dale's on it, which he's not on this podcast, no. mm-hmm. um, there'd been a fucking fight. Yeah, yeah. chairs would have been yeah. thrown. Yeah. People, people would have had words, and people would probably call him out on his lie of whole yeah. you know, the nonsense of which. Maybe initially this was the reason of like yeah. I thought it would be a weakness, which doesn't even make sense. It's clearly that you you told people now because they figured out at judges table that you didn't see you weren't seasoning things correctly mm-hmm. and you were giving people bad advice so he kind of got caught in it he felt mm-hmm. like he needed to tell everyone guilt took over yeah see if dale was on the show and he, he would have been like dude you're the most selfish person i've ever met he would have really oh. given oh an yeah an earful yeah. and that's why dale is amazing yes you know just a great chef great guest I don't know what he's like in a podcast, but um, <laughs> that's why we like him on Top Chef and other stuff. Uh, I, this show I do, needs a Dale. Yeah. Every mm. show needs a Dale. Even a podcast needs a Dale. Yeah. I think that Luke should have gone home so just because of how awesome that would have been. Because Luke was so pissed off. Luke was like, well, who cares? I'm going home now anyway. Like, so angry. And Jack is mm. like, no, I'm pretty sure it's me. And if it had been Luke, dude, he uh, if it, if I was Luke and I had gone home, I'd be, I would have like, are you serious, right? Yeah. Now? yeah, this guy can't fucking taste that. You're anybody. you're telling me you're keeping the guy here who can't who? I mean, we all saw him in front of the house. Are you kidding me right now? You're keeping him, but you're sending me home because I could make someone else's dish properly that I've never cooked before. Fine, send me home. Whatever, Tom. You've had something against me because I got Viking in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> he hates Vikings because they pillaged his Tom's village, um, his fish they village. They have long hair. Yes, that's true. It's the <laughs> hair thing. Um, yeah, we see at Chef's table, like Tom is like, Luke's got to go home. But mm-hmm. Gail and Padma are pushing shut for him Jackson. Down. Again. They shut him down. Again. I would love to see the, uh, like, they really are taking in different directions, which I like. But it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see, like, what the fi- how they got to that final decision. Like, if they just overruled him or if they convinced him. It happened him last time, way. I think. It did, yeah. I think I, I honestly think that he's taking a back seat. I think it's it's leaning more towards Padma being like the show. Mm. Um, His powers don't work anymore. I do also want to note um, that there was some roasting going on at the table. Um, Gail roasted the shit out of the curry, saying that it tasted like curry had gone spent some time in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and then Padma roasted something by saying that it was made with unsalted butter and they were just being a little and they were just like oh shit oh yeah yeah it was wild tom was like i think this curry is a little bit more like a seth curry versus a steph curry Mm. (laughs) it's not that not as wet as it should be like a jumper (laughs) what All right, so uh, wait. The only so person- who won? <laughs> Ashley won, Ashley and that won. was weird. I didn't think she was going to win. Well, they actually did good, and you know, executive chef always usually wins on the um, winning team. But she was the only was. person who got a negative note for that whole team. Well, she also made the stew, so it's like, come on, that's true. And I think they really put it forward that she was kind the of like the executive chef, yeah, and that she was kind of like in charge of everything. I, the only thing that I would have thought, I mean, everyone in that team did very well. I was thinking maybe they would have gone with Buddha just because like Buddha did so well with that's what house, I was thinking, but I mean, 
He gave um, a master class on front of house. He was great. I love the clip of like them, and maybe the other team did this too, and they just cut it out. But like Demar, like before they actually got into the restaurant, like them talking through like things that they would say, like how Buddha would explain the dishes and what the concept, like talking through all those things that helps, right? Then he knows Jackson what they're talking about. That. Jackson really needed that. Yeah. But I bet you Jackson told him, no, I got this. I do this all the time in my restaurant. People love the fact that I'm in front of house my restaurant because mm-hmm. I've only been doing it for a year. Yeah. So I've mastered it apparently. <sighs> I'm, I'm upset because this is the last person on my team and Jackson's going home and he really just dropped the ball completely on this episode. I know. And so let's just listen to him go home because I'm so fed up with him. Jackson, please pack your knives and go. Thank you very much. Yes, Thank you. Jackson, you clearly took on a lot, but things didn't work out. We'll see you in Last Chance Kitchen. You'll have a shot to get back in. Sure. Thank you. That'll be all. Oh, good. I thought it was me that's hard. I've learned that, like everyone, sometimes I make the wrong decision, and sometimes it bites you in the ass. I'm out, guys. And big blurb. Been real. I was basically on top every round and then was on the bottom on the eighth and got eliminated. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers. It's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm just going to lean in, cook the best food that I can going to Last Jam Kitchen because I came here to win, and I think I actually have a shot at this. Sarah kicks his ass in Last Chance Kitchen. Destroys him. Absolutely um, destroys him. In a very really, hard competition. Super hard. They do their own little takeout um, restaurant wars. In 45 minutes, which means they had 15 minutes apiece to uh, work on three different courses. A three-course takeout meal in 45 minutes. I was like – the other day when I was uh, cooking, we had chili the other night. We always – we have the same chili every night. Not every night, but like very often. When I was like prepping and doing the suing for that, it took me like 30 minutes to chop an onion, chop two peppers, and some garlic. It took me 30 minutes, and I wasn't like going – slow or fast just a normal pace it's all fast you have to be going to do that well can we talk about this i think it shouldn't take you 30 minutes to do an onion garlic and some pepper i mean and i gotta tell you you gotta stop using a spoon to chop up all that stuff like you gotta (laughs) like i told you if you just get like a nice chef's knife you can get through that so versatile that i haven't graduated to knives yet i'm still on spoon i haven't gotten the knife approval yet but it's yeah, just everything's like smashed. Like it's not even cut. Yeah. That's all I can do. And it takes so long. And the spoons get bent every time. Press and guests come over and they think that I'm doing ESP on the spoons because they're bent. Well, I came over the one time and I said, oh, I didn't know you liked the Matrix. And you're like, no, it's I was cooking. No, I just got a smash. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Avocado. So Sarah won. <laughs> Sarah won. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the rest of it. Like she just won. Go watch Last Hands Kitchen if you want to see it. It is it's, it is anxiety inducing. This Last Hands really Kitchen is. makes you feel like shit because like Jackson is having a full on breakdown, panic yeah. attack, mm-hmm. and Sarah's like do you know also having trouble, but like staying calm. Where Jackson is losing his shit. Meanwhile, Tom's on a date in the episode. All right, so let's talk Tom and about Gail are at Tom's place. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out, waiting yeah. for them to show up. Using yeah. the same phone, and Tom is doing a call. He's got his phone horizontal to do a FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. And he's texting yeah. while he's doing the FaceTime on that phone, so you can tell yeah. he's not really paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the fantasy standings, because this is... Um... It's brutal. Oh, but, okay. So 
let's start with uh, last place. That's me now. And it's me forever because I only got one person left in the show and they're in Last Chance Kitchen. So if they yep. don't win or – here's my thing, right? She's won three in a row. On the fourth one, she should be back in the show. How many people are left right now? Eight. Oh, she has a while. They're not going to do more than – they're not going to do more than two people back. No, sorry. Seven people left. Three. Yeah, because yeah, seven left. people are left. There was eight in this episode because that's why they do restaurant wars with four and four. She'll cut, she has three episodes to go, I think, at least until she can come back. That's insane. She's she's won so much. I know. Um, she's done very well. So that's all I got left. Well, Second there is place. there is another way that you can win, Jamal, and that is if one of Reeves or I's contestants. Do you know the like fail safe rule that we have in this fantasy is that if they show up to a competition in only their underwear, mm-hmm. instantly they lose 50 points, and that's yeah. and that's that could happen, it could, and that's no one true. thought it could happen. But if, if it happens, you're right back in there. That's true. I, I would be super back in it because if you lose 50 points, both of you are basically at zero. So. It's it's a tough rule, but it's a rule, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good rule to have. Second place, Reeves. Are you ready for this? You're in second place I know. now. Second place, fifty-seven and a half points, which means our new and maybe the first time ever leaderboard winner right now is Brian Jackson with fifty-nine and a half points. Ooh. I can't believe I'm saying it. Ooh, strong team. Ooh. That Evelyn Nick connection, man. Even after he named his team such an inappropriate name, like, does Nick Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> it's a great name for a team. <laughs> Speaking of Pulp Fiction, like we did earlier. Uh, uh, he's winning right now, and, you know, I, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Who do we think? All right. Do we want to talk who we think is going to win? Let's, let's, let's do top three, and then let's see who we think is going to win. So who's left? I got my top three right now. I can tell it. My top okay. three. Let's let oh, Reeves go. go. Reeves, my, Reeves mine is it. Damar, Buddha, and Evelyn. Damar, Buddha, Evelyn. I think she's going home. Really? You think Evelyn's going home? I think she's going to make a slip. So you think there's no women in the final? Or Ashley. Uh, do you think Ashley's going all the way? No. Oh, no. Ashley's lucky still be here. And Jay. I keep forgetting. So I, I think Jay's going home. I think Evelyn's going to make a ghastly mistake sometime in the next coming weeks. Ashley is – Ashley, they're going to get rid of Luke, and then Ashley's going to show herself again. And I think it's going to be – the last week is going to be Damar, Buddha, and Nick. Mm. It's just the bros. Just the bros. My top – my final three is Buddha – Damar. Luke. And you said Evelyn too, right? That's yeah, exactly what you said. Just to be different from Reeves. Buddha, Damar. I'm going to think, I think Ashley pulls it out. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen, but all right. She said this is the first time that she's not like, uh, like nerfed her food and she really cooked her own flavors and they loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she was nerfing her food to begin with then. And then, okay, who's your winner at this point? I'm a little <sighs> conflicted on it right now. If Damar stays solid, 
It's Damar. But if he messes up, I think Buddha's going to take it. So I'm kind of on the same page. I think Damar is the most consistent, and I think Damar can make the final. But I feel like if Buddha makes the final, I think Buddha has enough already pre-prepared things that he'll mm-hmm. come in and be able to just like wow them. Like he'll like shoot for the moon yeah, and could potentially take it. And he's studied Top Chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super I think my pick is Buddha. I think he cooks what the Top Chef judges want in a winner of Top Chef. Right. Like yeah. upscale, fancy, looks yeah. pretty, tastes good. Damar cooks great food. I don't think it's like upscaled enough for them. I think they like it. I think he could win. There's a very good chance he could win. I feel like Buddha could fuck up in the final. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Buddha made chicken and made them love chicken. Yes. Yeah. Like, the that's impossible extremely task. hard to do yeah. in this show. So it's like, that's that dude's a problem. Mm-hmm. Did they say what, what, I forget what the preview was for next week. Uh, so do I. So let's just not talk about right. it. Reeves, where are they now? Uh, Action Jackson. He owns two Italian restaurants in California, and um, it, there's a, a pool table in the middle, and the pool cues are uh, noodles, and the actual balls are meatballs. Very Italian. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, we're going to pack our knives and go. Bye.